You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wednesday's edition of Locked On Seminoles. I'm your host, Max, and with me in a little twofer, I've got my boy, Drake. Dave is not joining us today because he just got his second COVID shot and he's either currently in the fetal position dying or he's trying to get enough work done that later he can be in the fetal position dying. Unclear where he is right now, but we trust he's safe. Drake, I can see you though. I got you with me. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Just to clarify, Dave isn't dying. Please take your shots, please, everyone. But he's just like, it's it's rough on some people. My parents had the same thing. So hopefully, you know, he gets a full recovery with that. And hopefully we get to see him very, very soon. But I know he's happy at home, chilling, cuddling his little boy Elvis. So that's all good. Yeah, Elvis is a dog in case you haven't listened to other episodes, though. Dave is, is not cuddling any children. Um, but yeah, that second shot, I mean, it it seems sort of brutal. I, uh, I actually have to get mine next Wednesday, I believe, or Tuesday. No, Tuesday, because today, folks, your boy is officially two weeks in, which means I'm like statistically in the 80% somewhere mm-hmm. uh, immune to COVID, which is great. I made it a whole year without getting it. Um, pretty exciting stuff. So, well, y'all don't come here for medical advice. So uh, let's just talk some Florida State stuff. I think um, we wanted to start out by talking a little scheduling. You know, we looked, uh, if y'all saw on the Twitter sphere, Florida State's schedule for 2024 came down. And if that seems really far away to you, just remember it's only as far away as 2018 was. So, yeah, let that Jesus Christ. That, damn, that was my second year of law school. It feels so long ago. Wasn't that the last time, too, that me, you, uh, Dave, and uh, Cam, and uh, Kaney went to UVA? Wasn't that year, too, 2018? 2019 was UVA when we had when we had them and all the uh, – all the girls. In oh, the, no, that was in 2018 uh, was Notre Dame. 2018 was Notre Dame. That's what it was. Right. So 2018 was a, you know, we got time for some stories. So yeah, 2018, we got this bright idea that we should all go to the Notre Dame game because how often does Florida State play in South Bend? And, you know, it, it would be fun. So we all flew out. And when I say we all, I think there were six of us there, right? It was me, Cam, you, Jordan. We met up with Caney there. Mm-hmm. So it was five of us? Yeah. Do we have a sixth person? Okay. So five of us. Yeah. So we go to South Bend. And if y'all don't remember, that game was played in November. Uh, it was, I think, the coldest kickoff Florida State had played in since like the 80s or maybe even the 70s. And, and it was um, the second coldest kickoff for Notre Dame playing at home as well for that. Because I remember specifically being like, oh, my God, why am I doing this right now? Because <laughs> it was yeah. freezing. So Cam had lived in Ohio in high school. So he was like kind of prepared, but I, and I'd been in DC for several years at this point, there is nothing funnier than watching people from the South, especially like no offense to my hometown, but like Tallahassee, Florida, where you think, you know, what cold is, but you, you don't like, let me put it this way, folks. I grew up in Tallahassee. So I, I remember sometimes it getting in the twenties, occasionally peaking down into the teens the difference is it doesn't stay there. Like in Tallahassee, it doesn't start at 28 and then, you know, never get above 30 and then plummet to 16 when the sun goes down. That's what we were dealing with in South Bend. So like, you know, we got dudes in like mesh sneakers, no boots, like one pair of cotton socks, people that, you know, just throwing on whatever hoodies they had in layers. It was, it was hilarious. 
and it was miserable. But anyway, um, we're hoping the next time we play, we play Notre Dame, it will be both better weather and a better, better result. result. So our, our out-of-conference schedules now are running down like this. So next year we've got Notre Dame. Um, I still count them as out-of-conference, by the way, because until we see that NBC money, they're not in our conference. And UF, uh, we'll see what Dopey Dan and the girls put on the field. I'm not sure if I'm I, – I don't know. Drake, what do you make of UF this year? Um, with UF, I mean, more like – if they start Emory Jones, they're in for a rude awakening. I'm not a huge fan of him at all. I think Kyle Trask was actually a pretty good quarterback. As much as you know, we dislike uh, Dan Mullen. He's a very good uh, offensive game planner. But I think they're going to take a huge step back at the start Emory Jones because I'm from what I'm hearing, they're not start- they're not starting Anthony Richardson, aka AR15. That kid to me was probably one of the best quarterbacks in the cycle from two years ago. And he's got the better arm. He's bigger. He's mobile. To me, he's kind of like a Dak Prescott-esque player. I remember Dak was a big reason why Dan Mullen you know, came on the map as a great offensive guru and a quarterback whisperer. And their defensive line was like a lot like ours, actually. They have a lot of big names like Gervon Dexter and Jabril, um, Jabril Co- Brendan Cox. And they were lackluster. And to me, that team, they're in for a rude awakening next year. And I, I don't think we beat them yet. Depending, it's going to be depending on how we uh, look for the entire year, especially with Mackenzie Milne coming back or Jordan Travis, whoever's the quarterback. But yeah, I mean, I'm not really afraid of them. And that out of conference game is going to be uh, it's going to be good. Yeah, dude, I I, th- I think their offense is going to they're they're going to be missing the Kyles K squared um, K pop, if you will. It, like to put it in perspective, and I I'm going to double count here, folks, but it matters. Florida scored 60 offensive touchdowns last year. Kyle Pitts. And Kyle Trask accounted for 55 of those. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean – so I guess you have to double count it by that number. They would have scored 73 um, because, again, every every Trask touchdown was to Pitts. But nonetheless, they're losing um, – I'm not going to pull my calculator out. Even if it's 55 out of 73, they're losing a massive, massive engine of their offensive production in those two players. And I just don't think – you don't get a kid like Kyle Pitts that often – um, Kyle Trask somehow developed over time, I think probably speaks a bit to Dan Mullen's ab- ability to develop people as well as, uh, you know, some people just hit puberty a little later and, uh, you know, the muscles come in and whatever, but folks, if you're trying to get your muscles to come in, regardless of how long ago puberty was, you got to keep them fed. You got to put protein in, you got to keep the bad stuff out. You're not going to build a six pack on top of a sugary foundation. So next time you need a snack. Don't run straight to the, the candy bar aisle and grab something sweet, nougaty, caramelly, whatever you usually go for. Grab something that's equally as tasty, but has 17 grams of protein and only five grams of sugar. That's right. You know it. You know what's coming. I'm talking about Built Bar. Built Bars are great snacks. They're great pre-workout. They're great post-workout. And they're great when your little ones are driving you too crazy to be able to actually make yourself a meal. So daddy's got to survive off of protein bars that night. Again, Built Bar, guys, it's 17 grams of protein to a five-carb, five-gram sugar ratio. Phenomenal ratio there. And you know, Drake and I, we love a good ratio. So go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. So we're looking at this non-conference schedule and, you know, we've got Notre Dame and UF next year. Then 22 is when it gets real, ladies and gentlemen. 22, 2022, which I can't believe is, I mean, do we all, we can effectively call that next season at this point because, oh gosh, I don't want to think about it. Anyway, 22, we got to play LSU. 
And then in 23, we have to repay the favor. And I think we go to Baton Rouge in 23. No, um, actually, this, this, probably this, that up. this is the main gripe actually a lot of people have with this. The gripe is that we actually play LSU in Orlando in 2023. We play them at Baton Rouge in 2022. That's right. I remember that, dude. Okay, guys, I said I wasn't going to get upset today because you guys got a max rant yesterday. But this is the thing. It's like as you try to get in touch, you know, with your more spiritual and religious side, the big man tests you. He sends you little nuggets like this. They're they're gonna, you know, he's trying my trying my patience because is it our fault that their state only has like one major city? And don't pretend that Baton Rouge and New Orleans are different cities. It's basically the same place. Why do we have to go play them in Orlando and then we get to play the like? I mean, I'm Orlando is kind of a home game, I. I guess. Well, I don't know. Actually, let's talk about this because maybe I'm not so mad. Let's let's talk about something. Does that help us if we're getting better being that close to our population centers of like Tampa, Orlando and Fort Lauderdale, Miami? You're taking okay, the so, you're taking the words right out of my yeah, mouth. So it's paper, easier to travel for one thing. Yeah, it's it's easier yeah. to travel for one for people like you know where I'm from, like you know the Fort Lauderdale, the Boca, the Miami area. It's better for travel for that. Two, it's easier for recruits also, if we're hopefully better by that time, to drive up there as well. Yeah, and also, cool. it's a little bit – honestly, we probably can make a little more revenue with that too. Also, like having them go to Orlando, it's just, to me, it's a little bit better. And also, I'm not going to fault LSU for that, for you know choosing the Orlando yeah. area, because I'm also pretty sure that I don't think we're playing in Death Valley uh, in New Orleans. I think we're actually we're playing at the Super the old Superdome. The uh, the same the same stadium. So I yeah, think it's kind of like, that's like that. dude. I remember uh, my mom was telling me they went to a Saints playoff game one time. I think it was when my brother's friend was playing for the Lions or whoever they. Mm -hmm. I don't know why they were there. Um, and yeah, I mean that's like there's only one team in that state. You know what I mean? So if you're playing, if you're playing in that state, you're playing a home game. But yeah, mm -hmm. so it's it's the Mercedes Benz Superdome. I don't know if that's the new one. That's the that's the new one. But anyway, let's yeah. let's not let's not get off topic. I think uh, y'all are getting to see what my friends have to deal with on a daily basis, and that's like a max full reversal. Get worked up and then calm himself down. I, I actually don't hate this. I'm looking right now in August um, of a round trip flight from Atlanta to Orlando. It's a nonstop, an hour and five minutes. It's 157 bucks. Uh, we also won't have the hotel issue that we have in Tallahassee. You know, we have Tampa is literally going to. I mean, dude, honestly, we'll probably set something up, I'm sure, like we did with Chicago. I doubt we'll stay in Orlando. We'll probably set up a party bus situation from Tampa and go over and do a tailgate. I imagine you'll have something similar coming from Fort Lauderdale because, like, mm -hmm. when someone else is driving, I actually have done that drive, obviously, to see Cam. When someone else is driving, like, two hours ain't bad, you know? If the uh, egg, get on the egg. bus at midnight, takes you home, grab an Uber for grab an Uber at two in the morning, you're in your bed and you get to sleep in the next day. Oh, uh, see, exactly. I mean, yeah, we have Cam in Orlando. My brother lives in Orlando because I'll probably be in the Orlando area. You have Tampa right there. You just slide on down real quick. Clay's there. I saw Clay, Clay last week. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And like, to me, this is, I mean, to me for the fan, this is awesome. To me for like the, the FSU fan across the state, it's, it's in a central location. You're able to travel easier. And also, it's in Orlando. There's a lot more hotels in Orlando because, you know, Disney World is no, right there. And it's like, right. it's a win-win for us. Well, and that's the thing is I think part of me, you know, I have to constantly do this wrestling of like the old school mentality. Grew up a Florida State fan. Dope Campbell is this cathedral. In fact, uh, 
since we haven't told y'all yet, we did a phenomenal interview with Michael Alford that y'all will actually get to hear tomorrow and Friday. But we kind of spoke with him about this, right? It's like, how do you make it a better experience for people, but you don't get rid of that tradition? You know, people see these stadium upgrades and they lose their minds. And folks, there's a part of Max Moody deep inside that agrees with you. It our, our seats when I was growing up were section 33, row one, like those are the seats getting ripped out of there, right? Like it's, it hurt, it hurts a little bit to see that, but I also do recognize that now living in Tampa with a three and a half year old and Drake in Baltimore, it's like, it's tough to go to a game. I mean, we went to the spring game and fortunately we still have like friends we can crash with and, um, but yeah, they're, they're going to have to find a way to get people to want to be at games. And in an Orlando game, yeah, I think more people will want to be there. I think you probably get a better turnout of, I don't want to paint with a broad brush here of young people, but let's be honest, like you get more of the fans that you actually want in the stands if your goal is to make it difficult for LSU to play football. I don't know. I, did you, I don't know if you went to the game, like the national championship, we kind of ran into that. I love all FSU fans, but it is a little tough when you're at the game and like, you know, the average age of the the fan that can afford to be there is so high. Everyone just kind of wants to sit and watch. And well, not no... only that, I mean, like I'm a, I'm a baseball fan, man. The average age of one of a fan, like for my sport is literally 65. I mean, like that's typically what it is. And they, that's not the kind of fan that's like, you know, be rowdy, you know, be yelling, supporting their team. I mean, I'm not saying that all you guys like that, you know, our older listeners, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that you, you want the, if you look at all the, you know, a Penn state, like when that, that entire place is filled up with all their college students, that place is obscenely loud and that's what you want for a home game that's what you need if you're playing in orlando so that's that's what we're going to get when we go to louisiana yeah Uh, that game in uh, i mean again i don't want to stereotype and generalize here but i'm going to stereotype and generalize lsu fans the age doesn't matter they're going to act like a bunch of drunken idiots and it's really hard to play in a stadium full of a bunch of drunken idiots so hopefully we can return the favor in orlando but then the next year is actually kind of tough so 23 Orlando, LSU, that's great. Then we have to play Southern Miss right after that. And one of my dad's favorite stories, or my favorite stories that my dad told me once was when he was a uh, a young man, I believe, probably would have been about my age, maybe a little older, maybe in his mid-30s. And he was going to the first Florida State game of the season. And he's like, yeah, man, you know, we get in the stadium and we're looking at the program. And, you know, we're not really too worried about the game. It's against Southern Miss. And we noticed that the, the the quarterback had this funny sounding French name, and we kept making fun of this guy, Brett Favre. Favre? Favre. <laughs> yeah, it turns out Brett Favre hung five TDs on Florida State, and Southern Miss walked out with the victory that night. So excited to get a grudge match there. And then our crossover opponent that year is Virginia Tech. So that's, I mean, that, that year, if everyone keeps trending upward um, with LSU, joking about Southern Miss, but LSU, Vatek, and UF, that could be a, a meat grinder of a year as well. Yeah, that's going to be kind of a tough schedule. And I think 2024, I think that's the first year we don't have one of those big marquee names like coming on the schedule. I think um, Notre Dame's not on that schedule. I think that's the year we had, we're hosting BC, Clemson, Duke, and Wake Forest. We travel to Louisville, play down in Miami, NC State, and Syracuse. But isn't 2025, 2026 is when we play Georgia? Well, so 24, we get, we get, no, 24, we do get into it. So we go Memphis straight to Notre Dame. So we've got, no, that's not true. I'm sorry, folks. I'm reading that wrong because we haven't set the in-conference schedule yet. Mm -hmm. Um, We play Memphis in September and then we're going to go play Notre Dame in November. So uh, it's going to be another cold one. Mm -hmm. Hopefully it'll stay dry, but I don't know. So I, I don't know how I'm feeling about those games yet, but folks, if you think you know how you're feeling about it, I would imagine that betonline.ag 
already has some props out there on our future schedule. Seriously, betonline.ag has literally anything you could want to bet on. They've got it. I haven't checked specifically, but they might have 2024 props up if you're uh, looking to do a little investing. I myself did a little investing this weekend. Um, Jake Paul took care of business against Ben Askren because I guess Ben Askren just forgot to train for a boxing match and uh, apparently has a weaker chin than all of my daughter's Barbie dolls. So good for him. Good for us. Head on over though to betonline.ag and use promo code locked on. They'll actually give you a 50% welcome bonus. So whatever you deposit on your first deposit, they'll match it 50% when you use the promo code locked on. So look, yeah, we've got, we do have a lot coming up and you're right. I think we go to Georgia in, let's see, 25, maybe. Yeah, I think it's what, 25, 26, or is it further down than that? No, 25, we have Alabama. Okay, why, why? I know we need money. I know we have that problem. And they're coming to Doe, and they're coming to Doe Campbell. Okay, that's kind of, that's fine. But no, like, why are we scheduling, why do we schedule, like, we, does everyone besides me not understand that we're in a rebuilding process right now? Like, I don't get I like I want the cupcake. I want the FCS school and the literally the first week. Give me a Citadel. Give me a Chattanooga. Hell, give me was it the the uh, Tennessee State Mill uh, uh, Mill Tennessee State you know volunteers whatever the hell, the hell they're Mill called. Tennessee State yeah 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 like just give me those teams to start off the year. Don't start off the entire year against literally a Bama team who probably will be coming off their second or third championship by that point. I don't understand this when we're rebuilding right now. Like I don't. So I, I completely agree with you and slightly disagree. Let me, on, on two points, I, I agree with you. The first game of the year, I think is utter nonsense. So let's look at 2023. Why are we going to Orlando to play LSU and then coming back to play Southern Miss? Like, why don't we play Southern Miss, then play Northern Alabama? Or, you know, you could sandwich them in there maybe. Like, I'm all, like, get a tune-up game, effectively a scrimmage, and then go play the hard team. I I don't get this first, first game of the season thing. I think I like these matchups, but yeah, second or third game of the season. Bama's scheduled for 25 or and 26. Here's the thing. And I know that deep in your heart of hearts, you know this. We have to believe that we're going to be back by then because if it's still 25 or 26 and we don't legitimately believe we can compete with Alabama or Georgia in 27, 28, that's not a future I want to live in, man. Just I mean, I mean, that's simple. That's fair. And like, we, we should be back then. We should be, you know, close to that or, you know, probably towards the end of your building, stuff like that from six years from now. Mike Norvell will either be here because, you know, he's done very, very well, or he won't be here, but he'll hopefully leave the situation a lot better for the next person. He could be like the Ron Zook to Meyer back over in Florida. But my issue with it is the scheduling of like what you're saying. I, as a fan of college football, as a competition in sports in general, I love watching, you know, an Oregon go down to Auburn and play that auto conference thing. I like watching Alabama go play USC the, the, the year that that was canceled. I don't like watching my own team knowing that the first game of the year is always full of sloppy mistakes. You're still not acclimated to the playbook because we have no idea who's going to be playing then, obviously. The kid that's going to be starting quarterback that year is like in eighth grade right now. So we have no idea what's going on with that. And we need just to slowly get out of the gate as slow as possible, get our footing. And then you can play these Alabamas. Then you can play LSU. Don't do it so early in the damn year. Or also just, I don't know. Also that a bit of more a, my concern. I think one thing that I'm hearing with your frustration, or I'm in, I'm going to attempt to to sort of build on it, I suppose, is it's it's a lose lose for us and it's a win win for them, right? Like let's let's play out this scenario. We're in the ACC. 
they're in the SEC. We all know fair or unfair, up year, down year, it doesn't matter. The polls feel a way about those two conferences that they feel. The reality is voters, and I don't even believe the college playoff committee, watch every, they don't watch every game. I mean, we all know that. They look at like the results. They, they have their own unconscious bias. They look at the numbers next to the names. Of they course. do all that. So if we go out there game one and we lose to Alabama, well, then like that's, that's a black mark on our record, right? Like, oh, they had an opportunity to compete with the SEC, ignoring the fact that that's Alabama, not Ole Miss, not Kentucky, not one of those cupcakes. But it's a, well, they proved they're not good enough to be in the SEC. So even if we went out, come playoff time, you get that two SEC team discussion over a Florida State. If they lose to us and we still went out, then it's, well, Alabama survived the rigors of an SEC schedule. They're 12-1. and one. Their only loss is undefeated Florida State, who beat Alabama. And it's like, it, it's great, good for you. But for us, I, I think the revenue is fantastic. As a fan of the sport, as a fan of sports, I want to see the best play the best. But I'm with you. It, it is kind of like we're getting the short end of the stick no matter how you cut this. Oh, yeah. As a business guy, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is a lot of free, good money. A lot of people coming into town. They're going to enjoy themselves. going to bring in a lot of revenue. As a fan, I'm just like, oh, yeah, I love, you know, like, give me the top dogs. You'll play you anytime, anyplace, anywhere. As someone that needs a team to play good, no. <laughs> well, Don't do this to me so too, early. <laughs> and correct me if I'm putting words in your mouth. I want to kind of caveat this. Like, we're talking pretty specifically about this Alabama game. I don't mind playing like an LSU who, depending on the year, might be great, might not be so great, but will probably be a good competitive game. I didn't hate the Ole Miss opener, but like mm -hmm. you don't have to go schedule lit because if we went out, we'll see Alabama or we'll see a team that beat Alabama. So like we don't need to go schedule an Alabama game. Like we'll get the revenue share from that game down the road. So I, I don't know. I don't I don't love the scheduling choice of Alabama. I do like the LSU one. Um, I even like the Georgia one because I think that. I think these two fan bases, we need to – I think those two fan bases need a good clash. I don't know. It just feels like two fan bases that need to – us in Alabama, we're dude, we're like oil and water. I was at that last game. We just don't mix. I just – it wasn't yeah. a fun experience. I don't like anything Atlanta-related. You know that. So that's a team that I will I, – I don't mind playing them mainly because I would love to shut a lot of them up. I can't stand Atlanta fans for my personal opinion. But, yeah, the Ole Miss game, I mean, like, they weren't that great. They had Swag Kelly. I mean, that was, like, what their claim to fame there. LSU, we talk about this. I don't – you you don't think Ogeron is there for much longer. I think he will, but I don't think he'll ever reach the same pinnacle that he has now because Dave Aranda and Joe Brady were immensely great hires, great coordinators. But – so that I'm not worried about. It's just more the Georgia thing and Bama. Those are two top teams in their conference with that. But, yeah, it's just more that just schedule them later in the year maybe, but don't do it literally just from the jump of, hey, boys. That's what you got to do today. I'm yeah, like, I, ha I hate – I understand the season opener optics. I hate that for the first game. The second game would be great, but it is what it is. You know, look, Saban will be 75. Maybe he'll have moved on, but I doubt it. I watched no. the Alabama <laughs> spring game, and probably my favorite part of watching an Alabama spring game is you can hear Saban screaming at everyone. And, like, it's not just, like, he kind of yells this or that. I mean, he's he very clearly – knows all the calls on offense and defense knows the play inside and out still sharp as a tack. So Saban, I don't think he retires in the next five years. I don't know. I mean, he's the type of dude he'll be, he'll be dead five days after he retires. Like that guy doesn't know how to not work. And I, I don't see him losing his ability to win because he's 
literally proven he can win in the old school SEC of the 90s, the early aughts. And now he runs a spread offense like he's Urban Meyer. So, like, I, I don't As see long as he there. hires former disgraced head coaches, you know, want to learn how to be a head coach again, also do other stuff good too, he'll be fine. I mean, he had Lane Kiffin there. He has 100%. Sarkeesian there. Like, as long as there's a coach that, you know, hey, I didn't do well this other job, let me come to you and rehabilitate my image and then come back out with a new head coaching job within two to three years. He'll be, he'll be there literally forever. And then that pink suit blazer took it. That pink blazer was the fire. That he thing was, was good. That thing day. was dope. Yeah. I mean, look, head coaching, uh, football head coaching, you keep breaking them. He'll keep buying them. Nick Saban loves to rehab a good coach, but yeah, no. So lots of exciting things on the horizon folks. Um, big out of conference games coming up in the next few years, go ahead and plan your trips. Now uh, I've got a couple, couple extra beds. So, uh, you know, I'll, I might throw that on Airbnb and, something like that. Who knows? Yeah. So I guess that's, uh, that's pretty much it for us today, folks. We're looking forward to the years ahead in Florida state football. I'm excited. Drake's excited. We know Dave's excited, uh, regardless of how much he may or may not be in the fetal position right now. So I just want to thank y'all for stopping by. Thank you to the thousands of you that listen to us across the country. It, it means the world to us. It, it really, really does. I would talk about Florida state football, no matter what, but we get to do it on this cool platform because y'all have decided that you're willing to spend 30 minutes a day with us, and I couldn't be more honored. So take a minute, if you don't mind, wherever you get your podcast from, to like us, give us a review. We'd love to hear what we do well, what we could improve on, and uh, maybe tell us a fun fact about yourself, and we'll read it on the air or something. So with that, I'm your host, Max, and with me, as always, was my best friend, the goose to my maverick, Drizzy Drake Silva. And Dave, if you're listening, we hope you make it, buddy. We'll see you tomorrow. He's not dying, folks. Take care, everybody.